Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today, of course, we have a very special podcast. But right now, it is a Saturday, and we are still celebrating Juneteenth. And y'all know this Yay. Juneteenth. Woo. Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. yes and i don't know how y'all feeling but the energy has been magnificent this has been one of my most powerful liberating juneteenths ever ever like i just feel it i feel like good energy like freedom energy like freedom and all of this was going on it's just like i feel juneteenth this year is just very very intentional it's very very intentional very intentional. I just feel like this Juneteenth is one of the most powerful, powerful, powerful holidays to be celebrated. And I'm just speaking from my personal experience, like, you know, in my culture, in the Black culture that I was brought in. And, and when we talk about Black culture, we definitely have to identify that there are different layers to Black culture. Every Black experience is completely different completely although there are many cases that are the same where one can relate to another black person like I went through that you went through that too but in many cases we all come from different walks different backgrounds of life and that's that's just what it is you can't just blanket us and say that's black culture but then at the same time there are other areas where we can all say yeah that's that's black culture I can you know relate to that but um Juneteenth this year has just been like okay I want to make um tradition I really want to make a deep rooted tradition within my family um to celebrate Juneteenth and make it a big holiday like one of um one of Christmas one of Easter you know on Christmas you know there are cultural norms that we we have such as bringing the tree um on Christmas you know you're gonna have some eggs on Easter you know you're gonna um, celebrate different holidays. It's like cultural norms. So this year, like really going in depth and celebrating Juneteenth with my family. I think that's mainly what it was. Was like spending family time and quality time with my family. Although I was on the road, but before that, we had our little, you know, gathering. And I was just like, oh, now a new norm on Juneteenth is to wear the color red. And so it's just establishing some cultural norms, y'all, because I really want to, you know, celebrate Juneteenth and. It leads me to this Instagram post that um, that I seen, and um, it was basically saying how to celebrate Juneteenth. What are some norms that we need to have on Juneteenth? And so, basically, wearing red because it symbolizes resilience. Um, shop and support Black-owned businesses. Host and attend a parade or a cookout or a barbecue or any other celebration. So, you know, at Christmas, y'all have family gatherings, but of course, you know, right now with COVID, you know, of course that can't, that, you know, the the complete celebration may not be had the normal way, but as best as you can with those that you can, that are special to you and your loved ones, you know, having that unity, that bond in time to just show each other, you just to love on each other, really. Like, that's what I love so much about um, gatherings and get togethers. Cause story time, like my family, we always, always have, like every holiday every holiday like major holiday 
I can think of, we always meet up at grandma's house, cook a meal, you know, pray together, eat the meal. And like, it's just, and just have conversations and catch up all the little cousins are running around or, you know, just everyone is there, you know, in one room, loving on each other. And it's just good vibes. <clears throat> so I just think that's important that we unify. And then the last one, this one was the powerful one that put the icing on the cake. It says, keep this energy all year round. And like, we can do that. We can truly, you know, have this energy of like that we're loving and, and wanting to grow and build together. That's the way I see it. I see it as, yes, have these, um, the, the gatherings, but then also at the same time, you want to turn those gatherings into meaningful meaningful things throughout the year maybe you having business ventures together maybe you're supporting a business together maybe you're starting something together but we're constantly building and growing outside of just the holiday as well so that's that i know i said a lot but that's, no, that's what unity um, has meant to me because i was thinking about it y'all it's been on my heart Yes, I think it's important for those who don't know what Juneteenth is, because for a lot of people, they don't even know about the holiday. And we live in Texas, so it means a lot to us because they they came to Galveston to tell us that we was free. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to read um, something I saw on Black Market Houston's Instagram. And so it reads, Juneteenth is the oldest national celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States dating back to 1865. It was on June 19th that the Union soldiers led by Major General Gordon Granger landed at Galveston, Texas with news that the war has ended and that the enslaved were now free. Note that this was two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation which had become official January 1st, 1863. The Emancipation Proclamation had little impact on Texans due to the minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order. However, with the surrender of General Lee in April of 1865, the arrival of General Granger's regiment, the forces were, were finally strong enough to influence and overcome the resistance. We were free in America in 1863, but it took two and a half years later for the message to get to us. But the thing about this is there's a lot of different, like, people are people don't know for sure, but, but they said there's a lot of things. Like, they knew that they were free. They just didn't want the slaves to know. They were killing messengers on the way to make sure that the, uh, the, the message didn't get that we were free and things of that nature. So we all know it don't matter. It don't, it don't take no day. Two years to, to ship to to um right. get into Galveston or to, um bring your horsey down to to Texas but um so that's why we're celebrating this because 4th of July we all out here barbecue and we get a day off and that wasn't really freedom for us we were still enslaved you know that was it had nothing to do with us um African Americans were still enslaved and um it's real freedom this should be the real freedom for all of us this should be a national holiday um and we should feel good about it because our ancestors really suffered in captivity and they built america unfortunately america was built off of genocide and off the back of of our ancestors 
And so, yes, we need to celebrate this. We need to reflect on what our ancestors did for us to get to where we are today. And I just think this is a powerful day where we could just think about the strength that our ancestors have, the strength that we have today, and the strength of all the people who fought for us. And it's a time, I feel like, the, the things that have happened to us, it doesn't go in vain. Like, let's reflect on George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, everybody, because we celebrate because of a progression. But those people, you know, those people we have to think about because there's still a fight going on for our real true freedom. And I'm just very, I'm like, it was a day of rest after all of the stuff that our mind has been seeing on the news. It's a, it's a day of celebration. It's, it's a day of resistance because joy is resistance. You know, even though all this stuff is happening to Black people, all this craziness is going on, this is a day to have joy and, and just liberation, to bring in the good vibes. Yes, yes, I feel, I feel the exact same way. It is one of those days, and it's just like, th to think about it, to really just walk down that path and to think like someone telling you you're free and mm -hmm. you can just live your life after all you've ever known was enslaved. Like mm -hmm. how liber liberating, how liberating must that have felt? Like that must have felt like you can't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine the happiness that was coursing through their veins, like of like my freedom. And that's, that's the fight. We carry that over. We carry that same energy till today. Like we're in a fight bigger than ourselves right now, like fighting for this freedom that we also, we also deserve, that we also can have, and that we also are going to have, that we have right now. I'm claiming it. But it's just like you carry that over. And this is the time that we educate ourselves of that. Like you feel like we are, it's not a time to necessarily be sad and mourn, even though it may bring some tears about like to think that my ancestors have really had to go through this. But you, you study this to know, to learn that although they went through this, Black people, we are a strong group of people. We can hold our heads up high. We can look tall. I mean, stand tall, be strong, be happy. And because there is nothing that has ever been put in our way that we haven't been able to overcome. And we're constantly overcoming and seeing success and seeing cases be have been reopened. It's just like, this is our year of Jubilee and keeping that energy all year round. Like the year that freedom is, 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 is we're like reaching little milestones. And I'm thinking about the um, J. Cole song that he just um, released. What was the name of the song? It was- um, Snow on the Bluff. Snow on the Bluff, Snow on the Bluff. And in the song, he basically said that freedom is like growing a tree or a forest you wait let me let me quote this right because uh, he said it too too powerful oh yes he said you can't grow forest overnight and so basically freedom is like growing a forest like you plant one tree you plant one seed you're growing you're making positive change so i know sometimes we get upset at things and look around and say oh we're not as far as we need to be or you know we we 10 steps back 
but no, we, we are still making progressive change. And this is what I think we're celebrating, all the change, all the growth that we've done, all the accomplishments, accomplishments that we have collectively made, just us having this conversation open about it, that's an accomplishment right now. Something that the freedom that wasn't given to our ancestors to even speak upon issues, they were controlled even as what to say, there's freedom of speech was taken away from them. And so it's just like, we are exercising our rights to have that freedom. Yeah. I agree. I do agree that Juneteenth is definitely one of those days that symbolizes um, freedom, like you said, just that power, that dignity, that pride. And um, it's been one of an educational day for me too. Uh, something we're we're right here in Pearland and we're not too far from Missouri City. And something that I learned the other day is that there is um, a freedom tree that is located in Missouri City, Texas. Yes. And so just like Tiffany, you said, they came down to Galveston and shared with the people that y'all are free. Well, word traveled into, you know, further into town and it was a Palmer plantation, which is now uh, Lake Olympia community. But on that plantation, one of the um, the helpers, you know, on that, that uh, plantation gathered all the slaves under this tree. And he shared with them, you all are free. And so now that tree is, um, it's called the Freedom Tree and it's located on Misty Hollow Drive between Glen Lakes and Lake Olympia Boulevard. But, you know, it's just crazy that, you know, being from that area, used to pass by that tree all the time and never knew what it symbolized and what it meant. So, if you are in the area, or if you are in Texas, Houston, Texas, I definitely think you should go out and ride by the tree and stand by it. I need to go. Yes. Girl, me too. I love what y'all, like, these are all traditions. And, you know, my mom, she she loves Juneteenth because she's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, where Black Wall Street happened. When we were younger, my mom, she we, she laughs at us now because we used to call her prejudice. We used to be like, why are you prejudiced? Well, she was like, now she brings it up every time she can. Like, oh, y'all thought I was prejudiced. This was like, oh, no, we get it now. <laughs> um, but um, I'm just really thankful for her because she really did teach us about Juneteenth and Black Wall Street to the point where we even had a Juneteenth family concert. And uh -uh. You know, I was on a stage and there was nobody out there <laughs> with like three people out there who came to our little Juneteenth um, musical but um it's just like but it just goes to show like you know even if we didn't get it back then those those seeds were planted and now you know, my brother has Black Market Houston I have Uprise Communities and it's just like you know it's very important to have that education because and just be reminded of the significance that's why I'm so excited that we're all understanding it together and coming together because there's just something about the collective understanding the collective energy because without without that yes it does start with little people here and there but when it comes together it's just it can move mountains that's why i got talked about two with two or three gathered but <laughs> but just imagine when millions gather and we're all on the same frequency. But um, I, um, I just want to say, like, I didn't really even do much yesterday, which was the actual Juneteenth, June 19th. 
but it was I did read a lot like it's a time to rest so that I took that for like for for sure like I'm like okay I'm gonna rest <laughs> um, yeah. so that's what I did I danced in celebration my nephew came over and I wanted to take him to the Emancipation Park and get like black owned vegan cookies from the cookie shop next to it but he's like auntie I just want to stay in and I want to dance so he put on like um <laughs> these old school music videos like the cha-cha slide <laughs> wobble we was doing soldier boy we was walking it out and i was like and then we watched the movie afterwards and i was just thinking to myself like this is like that was the time that i was really in the present moment and i think that's like the t- like i don't know like being in the present moment with your family come mm-hmm. on now. like that's a celebration yeah. in its own hey, we had some fried fish and fried shrimp you know definitely fellowship to watch some movies <laughs> yes yes it was just me my mom my grandpa Jarvis he was working on yesterday so we was all doing our own little thing but me and my grandma my grandma my grandpa and my mom we all hung out in my mom's house and planned out and then he wanted to go back home today so I just did a turnaround trip and dropped him off and later Jarvis and I hung out so we was just like reading more than anything studying and it was just a good time to be with family. I feel like Juneteenth next year is going to be even bigger because we actually going to have some plans in place. Like, yes. COVID won't be here so we can party. Well, hopefully COVID Girl. won't be here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like Jasmine said at the beginning, like, let's keep this same energy all year. Let's put some traditions into place. So we could really celebrate the way we're supposed to. Right. It's so much power in celebration, y'all. It's like, it's so much power. I I said it already in the beginning, but like, think about when you celebrate birthdays and celebrate a certain type of cause of graduation, it's like you giving that person this energy, like this, it's just a good feeling. So keeping that celebratory energy, especially for a time like this from our own ancestors, I think it's just something so powerful and we're giving acknowledgement to all the work that they in the way that they paid for us so i just think it's so powerful for us not to just let this be a forgotten holiday yes because i was been getting tired of seeing these poster signs neglecting our ancestors talking about oh this ain't the this ain't the same generation our ancestors were in i was oh anyways i when you disrespect my ancestors Girl, y'all ain't been seeing this. They looking at me crazy. Mm. No, yeah. Like, you know how people... I have seen. I've seen a poster talking about, like, this ain't the same generation we, our ancestors were in slavery or something like that. I'm like, you don't know what you would have done in that time. And I'm, I know for sure, if you knew your history, there was multiple, multiple rebellions. They just don't teach it. So people yeah. really didn't out here getting risk the sacrifice their life for our freedom so put some respect on our ancestors name because we would not be here if it wasn't for the people who've done it before us so that's that on that on that (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about black culture this was one for me where you know i was definitely kind of torn on and trying to figure out like what is black culture And, you know, when I sat and kind of thought about it a little bit more, I discovered that for me, it's a difference between, and I'm going to say the same thing, Black culture and Black culture. 
and I know they sound the same, but black culture is to me, like one of them is when you think about the style or the swag or the energy that um, you think about, the best way I can put it is like, when other people think about black culture, they think about in their mind, the way their idea of how we live, sound, speak, talk or whatever. And it's it's like the idea basically Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like one is when you see the white guy who is like dressed in a certain way, who's hanging out with all the black people and listening to hip hop music. Like, I feel like that is um, others people perspective of what black culture is. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's, um, when the white label is telling the black artist, this is how you need to portray yourself. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to sing about. It's when the black, I mean, the white, all white um, writers in the room are writing about a black, you know, character or something, you know? Right. It's when those white photographers are trying to portray the black image. You know, it's just, it's that aspect of it from the outside view. Yeah. And then there's that perspective from, of you. And like you were saying, Jazz, it's just everybody has a different, just as there are many Black people, you know, just as there are various types of Black um, upbringings, there are different types of Black cultures. So it's our experience of it, and then it's others' people view of of what they think Black culture is. For sure. And I love the fact that you brought up the the viewpoints because it can get really, um, I don't know, manipulated, I guess you yeah. could say, or misconstrued even in like, because, because we consume those images we do. of how they portray us. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we always talk about like everybody's on social media and how it's very important to construct your timeline to fit what you want to manifest in your life and so or things that you just like things that could bring your vibrations up and um there's this artist that this photographer who um depicts these black children in such a beautiful way and it's like they they take the picture from this up angle and the kid is looking up and you can just see into their eyes and it's just so black and white and the contrast is very up. So you can see like the deepness of their roots, the deepness of their skin. And um, it's just so beautiful. So when you say like, when you said that white photographer is looking to capture what they think is um, black, but when you see it from a black photographer's perspective, you see the richness the culture the royalty instead of some something that is instead of something that they're trying to create because just knowing as um like photographer myself I try to find you know you are trying to create a story and so when I take pictures like at the black market I look for the joy in black people I look for black love I I look for camaraderie in in the the laughs and so it's it's true because what is the narrative that they're trying to say to you Mm -hmm. and and then also just you know they could depict things as you know how they say like 
it's ghetto until a white person does it, which we see it all the time. Kim Kardashian puts on in cornrows. We got Miley, uh, Miley Cyrus twerking. Miley Cyrus twerking. And even yesterday, my, my nephew put on Kids Bop, and these kids getting down. But I'm looking at it, you know, I'm looking at it a little different because I'm like, I see a four white kids, an Asian kid, a Hispanic kid, and one black kid. But y'all are, I'm like, this is our culture. Yeah. These are our dance moves. It should be four black kids, one white kid. And, you know, let's just be real. And I'm looking, he's over here like, and I'm just looking at my little nephew dancing along too. And I'm just like, I just wish he would see more of him. And he actually even pointed out, like the one black guy that was dancing, he had this like cool uh, high top hair. He's like, man, that that man's, uh, that, that guy's hair is fly. I'm like, it show is. And it's really important because y'all know that that show, I don't know if y'all know the show, he watched this show called Something About Dylan on Nickelodeon. Anyway, this is a black kid. It is kind of, it kind of reminds me of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because a cousin is coming to move in with their, his, um, his other cousins. And he just loves the show and he wanted me to watch it with him so bad. And he was just like, Dylan kind of looks like me, huh? And it's just like, our black kids are looking for representation. And I just want there to be reputation, representation where our culture is, because just think about it like this. Y'all might be saying, Tiff, you sound crazy. You know, these little kids are just dancing, but no, like think about if there was a, um, you know how Asians have a certain dance or- The Indian you, culture has a certain- Yeah, mode. a different oh, culture. Yeah. Exactly. And you, you're viewing this on TV. You expect to see the culture in the people who created that culture, you know, but we're so used to people taking our culture. We look like it as normal. We normalize the fact that, oh, wow, they're, they're dancing our dances that we made up. But if you saw five, like five black kids dancing with as like in a eight, like in a, I can't, I can't think of an Asian dance, but I hope y'all get my point. Um, I just want. I just, yeah, I get it completely. Yeah. <laughs> but black culture is so much the world's culture that people try to make it seem like it didn't come from us. And I think that's the thing that messes us up. It's just like, sure, you could dance, you could sing, you could you could do this, but I need you to to let the world know that this is where we got it from. This is where we got blues from. This is where we got ro uh, rock from. This is where we got beat from, from our pain. Like y'all heard that, 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 that meme so many times, like they want our rhythm, but not our blues. And it's the truth. Like just, just like in a paper, when you're citing where you got your source from, when you doing our stuff, cite where you got it from, pay homage to the people who created it. Black culture is everything. But the thing is, you know, I we don't think like we have a culture because the world takes it but doesn't cite our sources like us as a source exactly. and that's why i think it's it's left to us to educate ourselves too i i can't i don't think that i don't believe that we should give it to them to to cite our sources we have to educate amongst ourselves to make sure we get the credit that we deserve because if we leave it to them we'll continuously be robbed of our credit because I mean, it's just, it's now becoming a thing that's normal, but 
that's why I love that they say on Juneteenth, educate yourself about black history. Learn that we are, that we have created these things, that we are responsible for like some of the most powerful things that that's known to the world right now. And in, in understanding that, I don't know if I want to talk about that, but understanding the education piece, the education piece is important. Like we have to, and I think we not only have to educate ourselves, but we have to educate other cultures about who we are so that they don't look at us objectively and think that all we're about is, um, as the media try to paint us as gang banging, drug dealers, being ghetto, um, what, and, 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 and even there's so many depths to people that do have these professions, well, I can't call them professions, but that take these walks of life. It's, they are not even themselves. When you possibly get to know some of these people, they're exactly. not, a lot of these people, they are just normal human beings that are trying to survive, that are living in a survival mode mentality. And they think that that is the best, the only way that they can provide a means to their family. And I know that there are other ways out and other strategies or don't care to even put the energy into learning other strategies. And that's one thing about black culture. I think we as black culture have to take accountability. We have to add that into being our culture where we, 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 we have to adapt a mentality where we're willing to sacrifice. We're willing to, to, to not only just sacrifice, but to, to be, we have to be reliable. We have to make these certain sacrifices and dedicate ourselves to something, some things at some points in times in our life that we, we don't, we won't have probably any interest for, but we know that it's going to make us better in the long run. Or we know that, you know, this is what we need to grow our, to the next step in our life, whether that's cutting back on expenses, whether that's figuring a way out to learn, I mean, to earn more income, whether that's um, eating healthier, just whatever that thing may be, you, you, we have to, we, we're a culture of resilience. And so I think that's always been in our mind, but sometimes we can get lost in some of these stereotypes typical stereotypical labels so and going back to the um snow on the bluff that's the name of, of j cole's song correct no on the bluff yeah on the bluff okay but it's from the movie okay on the bluff how he said we have to teach um and i, I may be misquoting this but basically how we have to teach treat he said treat every and i think i may wrote this down because this was so deep y'all he says to treat people like they're children, meaning that we all need to be taught. That means that we all need to be taught. Like we have to, like for the, cause black culture is so many different layers. There's so many different, um, even amongst black culture, we have our own different judgments and labels we place on one another. Oh, I ain't gonna hang out with them. I'm too bougie for them. They too hood for me, this, that, and the third. So y'all know we even experience the division amongst ourselves. Oh, they Christian. Oh, they, they on that voodoo stuff. Oh, they, they Muslim. I don't agree. It's just all this division, all this right. division, but you have to treat people like they are children. They have to be taught who you are. That maybe they have this blanket approach, maybe or it, maybe it's a racist person, and and I don't. I'm to the point where I'm not even upset with a white person, a Mexican person, an Asian person, a, whomever that chooses to be racist. It's just because they don't know. They they're uneducated. I see it as ignorance. So it's just a form of ignorance. Like it's just we we're unaware of certain things, and and so I just want to say, have if we're treating people like children, 
we have to have that heart of compassion. We have to understand that they may not have the same understanding that I have, and we can agree to disagree, and they may never see it from my side because they've never walked in my shoes. I can never understand certain struggles some people had to go through because I've never walked in their shoes. But they can, I can have a willingness to learn for them to try to include for them to try to educate me and, and inform me what's going on, how, you know, how these experiences have affected them, and I can have an open heart to listen. But if I'm like saying, oh, that experience ain't happening to you, that wasn't that much, and I never even experienced it, then how, how can I just dismiss their beliefs? Their, and I know some of the beliefs sound super crazy. Y'all, I know, I know, and it's like, I would never, but it's still like, in, in spite of all of our differences, y'all, there's still something we can learn from every single culture, every single culture, every single belief system, every, we can still learn something from them. They, they can like, yeah. And I'm going to just leave it at that. We can still learn and have a heart of compassion. I agree. And even on that point, we can even learn something from other black people because sometimes it says black people and even other people feel like oh if you didn't experience this oh if you didn't have it hard growing up or oh if you didn't have a tragedy or if you didn't grow up in the streets then you're not black right Mm. but it's like just going back to that point of we're all different and really your culture your black culture your black experience is really just you living out your story just you being yourself if you're quirky, being a quirky black guy, being a quirky black girl. If you are, um, what's the the event, Tiffany, that happens in um, Brooklyn, New York? The black, yeah, Af- yes. If you're an Afro punk, you know, just being that, you know, that is your experience. That is your culture. Like, we have to understand that our blackness is grounded in yes our color and our roots but it's also not limited by that thing we're not limited to just being one way exactly i love that y'all both brought up that point because it's very important because even i i went to work earlier this week and them and my co-workers they they're mostly all black and hispanic and one white person and um were asking me like uh like what's up and i'm like i just don't feel good because this is happening and we disagree like i don't want to say we disagreed but like um i just felt like they were like they put it so much on us like black people gotta be better we gotta stop killing our shooting ourselves we need to you know killing our each other we need to stop doing this this and that but i was trying to explain like hey we have to look to why like the root of why are we our neighborhoods like this like the history behind it like people put did like the government put drugs into our communities like the government tried to separate the black family like mass incarceration so i just think it's very important for us to know and acknowledge um you know the root the real systematic oppression that has tore up the black community and so and 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 a, and a just tore up the black community and we keep rebuilding but you know and what they were saying i totally agree with like we need to not kill kill each other and stuff like that but at the end of it even though we were both like heated like i was like saying like we're both right and i agree our perspectives are different because i was like at the end of the day like one of them came back to me and 
we're just chopping it up and we're talking about it again. And I was just like, the thing is like, I needed to hear y'all out because y'all are raised differently than me. So y'all see things that I don't see. Like they were both raised, one was raised right where we work in Southwest Houston. They, they were both raised in Southwest Houston. Um, and so they have very different experience from me. So from me, so it's important that we listen to each other and hear each other out because we could be saying the same thing in different ways. When, and we want the same thing to happen for all of us. And, and that is for the black community to thrive. And so even though we just have different perspectives, it's very important for us to hear each other out. And like you were saying, like whether someone's Muslim, Christian, um, very spiritual, whatever it is, I think it's very important to just know what resonates with you, but also look for the good in those things. Um, because even in different things, there's just so many different perspectives of how to, to look at things. And even the different words I saw, um, um, on one Instagram, someone was posting about hotel and like how not to make a, how not to have a hotel Juneteenth. And I saw in the comments, a lot of people were very bothered by that title because even though hotel usually is now and nowadays is used as like a word that describes someone who's like very misogynistic, who is very super pro black to the point that it's like not good for you but mm -hmm, but yeah and so but a lot of people know hotep as like peaceful um yeah. the uh the the man who it name the, it originated from. the the comedic god god or god is something no god is something or god yeah i didn't think of it as anything that but like a spiritual deity yeah so that's good and so that's this is the thing like they posted this and um a lot of people were mad because they're like don't mess up this word and they're like well we were using it as a reference to how people are using it now and it's very mm -hmm. interesting that you didn't know that but um and i didn't and i knew about um let me look it up right now i knew that it had a good meaning to it so i wasn't bothered i knew both meanings so i wasn't bothered by what they posted but a lot of people were, and I thought it was very good for them to exercise their right to talk about that because people, right. you know, and right. so, they just don't know. And it's just like, like you said, it's just a misunderstanding more than a, oh, I'm mad at you. We canceling you. And like, I don't, you know, we have to put, put heads. You can see like, oh, let me educate you. Like a uh, hotel doesn't actually mean, you know, um, um, a misogynistic person that's you know super like aggressive or you know whatever the case yeah. may be and so but this is what it means it embodies the energy of hotel which symbolizes i don't remember i don't remember i'm, I'm gonna read it for you okay. it's a egyptian word that roughly translates to as to be at peace the word also also refers to an offering ritual presented to a deity or a dead person hence be pleased be gracious be at peace and so, yeah, I think it's very important. Like, they people called them out in a pretty good way, um, and they responded so respectively, respectively. Um, and they both. Hopefully, I read it as seeing seeing from both sides. Um, but yeah, it's just important to have that conversation and not cancel someone out before it's being explained. But also, next time they post something, they probably won't, you know, say use it like that um or maybe they will 
but either way the discussion has had that it wasn't intentionally trying to mm-hmm. be you know disrespectful yeah and this is like a company that is really pro-black and amazing and and it was just nice to see the conversation in the comments yeah that's good that's really good and that's and that's what we have to adapt that willingness to learn from one another that openness to learn like because and i know my even on a minuscule level like with your own children with your own family like if something doesn't go your way being okay with educating that person as to why your views are are this way or why i feel this this type of way about a, a certain whatever the case may be and so I'm just like, it just makes me think that we have to, to, to really educate ourselves and educate others. That's where it comes from. Yeah, education is definitely key. And then also, I just really believe in your, I really believe in, like, you don't have to believe in everything. I think that it's very important to be open, but I just think it's very important to listen to your spirit and what resonates with your spirit. Your spirit will tell you yes or no, or it'll give you the, their energy will, sh- will let you know what's good for you and what's not. So I definitely, just a transition, I want to talk about um, healing in the Black community. Well, when I say healing, balance and healing. And I'll just read what I came upon the other day. Um, I was on this uh, Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. Okay, so yeah, the person posted, what are we at six lynchings in the past two weeks? And so um, someone wrote, if some of us are at least a tad bit familiar with the idea of the law of attraction, we have to understand it doesn't play favorites in different areas of our lives or not apply to Black people. As a collective, we have been focusing on our attention heavily on the injustice of Black people in America and even more so showing an increase interest in what our ancestors have gone through in the past. Alongside that, we have major networks controlled by corrupt people in in power. There are psychological operations at play here. Let us focus our attention on the good only. That is not a bad thing to do because many will find in doing so, it creates a much more peaceful reality in our personal lives. To think many cannot sleep, eat, or function because of everything that's going on around them in the name of Black Lives Matter. If my life matters so much, I'm going to choose to seek the good in us only. We are fighting an evil we cannot see. And the first battle to win is control over your mind. So, (laughs) so I want to know what y'all ideas about this are. And then basically this conversation was a really healthy conversation between Black women um, just talking about there are grieving there are grieving stages in this and then other people are like i hear you sis we do need to focus on being positive and other people are like there's a balance and that's where i found the comment that i loved i was like yes balance but i've struggled with this too i'm like i'm seeing all these things i'm posting some of these things and I want to be positive, but I also want to make sure that people know about what's really going on. And sometimes I'm up in the air about what I should be focusing on in the moment because this stuff hurts. It's sad. It's disgusting. It's devastating. And uh, it's frightening. But also I know about how powerful our energy is. 
Yeah, I mean, right. I think, I think the energy, I mean, the images and the pictures and the videos and all of that is needed and it's necessary because it does, it moves us. It makes you say, it, it makes you uncomfortable. You know, you get uncomfortable watching those things and you like, oh no, okay. And it keeps us fighting for what we need. So we need to keep saying these people's names and we need to keep um, reminding people of what's going on in the world so that they, so that we don't just keep moving on and just going about our regular lives and then forget about justice for Breonna Taylor. And, you know, we just have to keep, and I know it's hard. I do. I know it's hard. Like I said, looking at those images, but it's, it's necessary. We have to talk about the issues in order to get change brought. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with you more. Like it has to be, it has to be brought to the forefront and who's better to do it than ourselves. Like we have to be the voice and in knowing that we are the voice, because uh, the initial question was like, do we focus our energy on the, the issues that's going on or do we, you know, not we not use our brain power to our mind so to speak to fuel what's going on and it's about balance i feel like we have to educate ourselves like kobe was saying we have to we have to educate ourselves we can't live under a rock and and so we we do need to be aware of the current events but in knowing these current events you know what level you can take you can digest until it becomes you know just a replayed reality until you're like, you know, because it's a difference between, you know, learning something to learn it versus just engulfing your body with it. And, you know, to the point where it's not, you're not, it's not serving you. So learn it and figure out like solutions and figure out ways that we can, you can contribute to what's going on. How could you, so I understand this, I'm aware do your analysis and say, okay, where can I be of service in this, this cause and whatever that may be and put more energy in the solution, put more energy. Like they say, you fight hate with love, you fight um, war with peace. So we have to find, we acknowledge what, what has happened because it's important to know your history when you, whether it's good or bad, because even that's, that's what they teach you in finances is you want to know the charts. You want to know when the up swings are coming as low as the down swing. So you really want to, and even in life, when you're driving, just driving from work, you want to know when the rush hour traffic is at its highest peak, when it's at its lowest peak. So you know what's going on, whether it's good, bad, or, the, or ugly. But you know that so that you can understand how you want to operate. How can you be of service in the walk? So to answer the question, I definitely think we still should inform ourselves but we still should be very cognizant of keeping our vibrations high and how do you keep your vibrations high doing things that and we say it sounds repetitive because it's so true things that fills your soul and i know right now we're at a stay-at-home order we're supposed to be social distancing so don't get caught in the daily swings of life where you're not doing something fun that really you know gives you that power because that power as a collect the best thing we can do for our culture is collectively be good. Like, like be in a good feeling state, like feel good. Cause if we collectively vibrate that energy, we're gonna send more, like based on the law of attraction, it's gonna have a ripple, a domino effect. But if we're constantly, and it goes to, to the chemicals that are released in our body, which is the cortisol and the, um, 
the oxytocin and the dopamine. You want to release more. So think about it. Like, yes, we may watch some of these things and it's releasing a, a large amount of cortisol, a large amount of stress. I'm not saying don't watch it ever, but pumping too much of some of these things, videos over and over all day can, on a mass level, can just have a domino effect as well. We're, we're all naturally, we're not naturally, we, we could become at a very, very low vibrational state. And I'm intertwining science with like metaphysics, like when saying lower vibrational state, because the more cortisol that we release in our body, the lower our mood becomes, the down, the more down we feel, the more, you know, the more um, we can be susceptible to depression and like long stages of feeling in a downward spiral, anxiety, afraid to make moves, afraid to do anything, you know, and, and that's what this energy has been. That's why I felt so liberated yesterday. I don't know what, what it was. It wasn't that I, I did anything special, like, so to speak, but, but I felt like it was special and I just felt really happy like just felt good to be happy in a long time and it was just like i didn't even realize that i was living in a, a state of like feeling like everything i was overwhelmed or feeling like you know it was too much going on but until i just really took the time out and was like okay i'm gonna have fun feel good and just you know live life so just make sure and all in all educate yourself but the way we beat this thing is keeping ourselves on a higher vibration because like the law of attraction say or like the bible say what you sow you shall reap and so if we're sowing out these seeds of negativity we're going to constantly keep attracting more more situations of cop killings more lynchings they say the thing that you worry about is the thing that you attract and so that goes on a large scale. You're worried about getting fired. You're worried about not having enough food. You're worried about not having enough money. You're worried about like just the things you worry about, you attract. So instead, you want to think the opposite. You want to feel the opposite. More important, you want to do the opposite. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's really good. I love that you tied all that together. <laughs> I don't know if you call metaphysics and science. Yeah. Uh, I think that's beautiful because I think it's important for people to know um, about all these things that we are learning is very, is really tied together and not separated. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think to your point of educating your, ourselves about the, our history, but also the, the laws that are in, in the world right now in America, you know, there's a lot of things that we've learned over the past few months well, the past couple months really about just different things like the immunity laws that police have that gets them off, about how the court system works, about about how bonds work and stuff that we didn't really know about. Well, at least I didn't. And our different rights that we need to know. And so it's very important to, you know, be invested in this movement so you know what's going on and you know what action that you can take. But also it's very important to educate yourself spiritually about how to higher your vibrations and what effect your energy has on yourself and the world. We need to educate ourselves about ourselves and what, what vibes we are putting out because not everybody knows that, it, that when they're constantly reflecting or thinking negatively that that comes back to you. And so it's important to know yourself so you can know how to get yourself, how to stay balanced and to also to just know that you are protected because, yeah, sometimes we are going to think negative thoughts, but God knows our heart. The law of attraction doesn't beat, beat the most high God at the end of the day either. 
I don't look, I don't look at any images. I don't look at any videos um, because I know my soul can't take it. But these images have started a revolution. And I think it's a difference between having negative, negative worry, worry, and worry energy, but that sparked a revolution energy. And that's very important. We started, it's an energy of change that we need in the world today. But in that, sometimes we could get caught up in, in worrying because bad things are happening and it's scary out here. And we're sad to see our, our Black women and Black men and, and everyone being hurt. We don't, and, and I think actually like Deborah called me the other day and she had just watched When They See Us and she was just so crying and crying and crying. And I was just telling her, you know, I'm actually happy that you're crying because that just shows you that you feel. We're supposed to feel sad when someone's hurt. We're supposed to feel sad if somebody's wrongly convicted, unjustly convicted, and it has to spend this time in prison. Like, the fact that you're crying and you're hurt and you're talking to me just shows me how amazing and immoral you are. But I had to remind her, at the same time, don't get stuck in that hole we have to bring our vibrations up because joy is also resistance. Having good energy and positive vibe is going to bring us, the community, positive vibe. Just, just think about if everybody was on a high vibration, everybody was on a revolutionary vibration, the, what we could change and what we are changing currently. Yes. And so that's why I'm excited to see even people posting like joy is resistance because though we see what's going on, even when we were enslaved, there was still joy. Yes. And so we yeah. have to make sure we're, we're reflecting on that. And I really highly recommend listening to our podcast episode, Vibrating Higher, because we talk about how to, you know, vibrate high and the importance of it. Yes, it's, it's the whole premise of the revolution. And when people hear the word revolution, they automatically get afraid and scared or fear or feel like rebels and things like that. But the revolution is not that we're trying to go strap up and get guns and fight other people. It's not that. We're not trying to do that. The revolution, in, in the words of Tupac, the revolution will not be televised because the revolution starts in your mind. You can't put what's in, well, you can eventually, and we see it now, but you can't put your mind on the television directly. You can't just hook up your mind to the TV. And so when, when he say it starts in your mind, it starts with, seeing it in your as bob proctor say seeing it in your mind's eye and all that means is envisioning with your imagination seeing it in your mind's eye the reality that you want to create the reality of black people living in um, on, on american soil with freedom true freedom feeling like we have the right to be here feeling like we um don't have to live in fear to be here we don't have to live in in um but, and then not even call it, you want to call that out for the healing purpose, but then spinning it. You don't even want to give power to that, that, that old reality, the unjustness. You want to just say, I, I see black people thriving. I see black people flourishing on American soil. Don't even give energy to the, to the unjustness that's going on. Yes, you acknowledge it. Yes, acknowledge it for what it is. Because I think through, and this is why a forest can't be built in one day. It cannot, no matter how much we want to do, but then adapting that same mentality to everything in our life. And what you said earlier, Tiffany just really hit home when you was like, to invest in the movement is basically, is to invest in ourselves. 
to invest in the movement is to invest in ourselves. And yes, we have to learn about politics and different policies. And like you said, I've learned more about different laws just by coming through all of this. So taking the education piece again from, from what is teaching us finances, economics, we're learning different things. Like all of these things can't be built overnight. And that's okay, but knowing the little piece by piece at a time that you're 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 learning and you're growing and you're building the seeds that you're planting, they're all gonna reap a divine harvest one day. They are all going to like, but it takes you sowing that seed in order for the seed to grow. If you never sow the seed of positivity, of, of seeing a prosperous life, of seeing a prosperous bank account, of seeing a prosperous family, of seeing a prosperous community of, of us function as in one body as a masses in unity and living in harmony together like then it's like if we don't at least plant the seeds we're never going to get there so we have to start planting these seeds in the midst of all of this negativity and all the things that we're seeing around us and it, and we know yes black people are, are not perfect and some of us are still out there killing each other yes and but still seeing it through all of that that we are we can still to and we're actually doing it right now today we're yeah. already unifying in the midst of all of us it's like what are we going to give life to the, the 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 people that are killing each other are we going to give light to us that's that's unifying together right now that's coming together in ways we never came together that's starting businesses and, and, and starting organizations and you know starting like really being a voice in the community making making our mark here on this world and no i'm not telling everyone to go out there and start a business but if you don't want if that's not your desire go and support a business that you want go and be of service to that business go and be an employee of that business help that business grow to, so that one day it can become all that is because just finding different ways we all bring something different to the table but i think is what what this quarantine has taught me when, when we're just able to sit down that what have we done for ourselves? What have we done that we can genuinely say we support outside of just going through our normal routine of working a job that some of us do like, some of us don't like. I, I can't speak for it. I know I like my job, but I know some people, I've been there where I felt like I was at a job and I was working, uh, I, was, I was working without any meaning. I felt like I wasn't making meaningful change in the world. And even sometimes to this day, I, I may at times feel the same way. And so, what are you doing outside of that art? Because I know, and I was just having a conversation with my uh, my my grandpa about this, and he he was just basically, you know, we were talking about finances, and we were talking about um, what else were we talking about? Just real estate and stuff. And he was just saying like, my mom, she has too big of ideas and too big of dreams, and like she always thinking like, you know, we gonna make uh, ten thousand dollars a week. <laughs> he like uh you need to relax and he's like you're basically you know people don't even imagine making a million dollars in a lifetime you need to just come back to, to earth reality and so but like having that ability to stretch your mind and plant your mind in spite of all what's going on like to stretch and break through the barrier that's all i'm trying to say is it all starts within your mind being strategic, unifying together and bringing our different pieces to the puzzle. Yes, you may offer something I don't have. I may have a piece that you don't have, but let's be strategic, of course, and bring these resources together and then just grow them. I went on a tangent. Oh, much oh, no, that's good. It just made me think of like, like you were saying, fear. Like there's a lot of stuff 
like when people think of revolution, there's a lot of stuff rooted in fear. And this is just going back into like the healing part. I think it's very important for us to heal. There's so much trauma that has happened to black people. And, and as we know that trauma is passed down in our DNA. And so I looked up some ways that we could heal as a collective um, because I think there's just so much power in being together and healing. I'm just like, because we're collectively, a lot of us, collectively, we're kind of going through the same feelings. I'm seeing a lot of posts just like, I feel like I'm on an emotional roller coaster. It's like saying this, like, how can we help each other? And that's why, you know, I really love how you were saying reimagining a better life for black people in America. And I have to actively do that because bad thoughts come into my mind. So I have to switch them into, nope, we're going to live long, healthy lives. We're going to own businesses and they're going to thrive, you know, things of that nature. You know, my like literally have to say these things out loud, literally it's the same prayers of protection over our lives. Um, and for the entire community. So, um, when I was looking up collective healing, they were talking about how the Trump, the, a lot of this, the reason why a lot of things are the way they are in the entire world is because a lot of things are based in fear. Um, and this fear caused separation among um, people. It's like, I'm fear of you, so I'm going to separate myself from you. I'm fear you're going to do something, so I'm going to separate myself from people. So this separation, what they were saying in the article was basically saying like this separation takes away from our oneness. And so in America, we know that we're very individualistic. Like it's just about us. It's like, we do care about other people, but a lot of the things we do is just particularly for us, like our well being. But if we realize that even though there's all these labels that separate us, where we grew up, what we believe in and stuff like that, if we get down to the bare minimum of we are one, then if we're one, we'll be more opt to help each other out. And I think this is what we have to do as Black people. Like, doesn't matter what type of culture you have, we are one, and we have one mission is to live a better, for Black people to have a better life, to live freely. And so it just was talking about, there's just fear causes war, and fear is what is what has actually built the entire world kind of like war is how people got countries like that's like we have to go to war so we could have this country or have that country instead of before that indigenous people just lived like in in the native americans here they saw people and they brought them in they were trying to make them as one and that's the life we really should be living like no one should really own anything it's just like hey you're human i'm human let's help each other out and so i think if we could focus on that and it's like collective of black people but also collective of the world to see each other as just one will be more often not live in fear of trying to take away from people but Going back into like the healing methods, one of the things you said is reimagining. And that can go into like a group meditation. Like Yogi Jazz, she reimagined, she had this whole, she wanted 100,000 people to meditate on the experience of the Black men to be better. Um, because right now, there's a lot of, all of our thoughts are going to the injustice of it, which we definitely need to acknowledge. 
but we also need to reimagine a better life so we can put that into atmospheres and manifest that. So I think that's one way we can heal collectively and individually. Getting into a group of people and meditating and praying on a better experience to really ask God to really, you know, protect our brothers and sisters, give us the ability to think freely, to walk on this earth freely, and then also imagine it every single day. I know it's going to sound crazy at first, like, in, and that's really all we have is our hope. If they take that ability from you, like, to just, you throw in the towel, oh, things ain't going to never change. They're going to always be the same. It's just how it is for us. And you don't even dare to think about it in your mind anymore. That's like, that's taking so much of your power away. That's taking so, you think, do y'all honestly believe that we would be free to this day if all the slaves were just like, well, this is our future. We just got to live with it, you know? is what it is we gonna just have to live but if it took one person to believe and then for that person to share that belief with another person and that person to share that belief with another person as a collective as you were saying earlier to for all of us now maybe you might not have a lot of people that believe what you believe like at one point of time they thought the 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 rights brother i mean the what are they the work rights brothers that are the, the the brothers that that um built the airplane they thought they were crazy and out of their mind like oh we about to build a machine that's gonna fly people just thought they were insane and they still like they only took their vision to the people that did believe and to that that belief circle continued to grow larger and larger and larger so at first people will think you crazy for thinking like oh black people we 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 have the right to be here we we, we are thriving in america the black experience in america is great and like when you hear that knowing what the current black american experience that's gonna sound crazy if someone say what is black america the black american experience and then you go and you tell them i think we're having a wonderful experience in america and i mean and of course you don't have to do it that way and it doesn't have to be like a way where it sounds like you're not giving acknowledgement but still acknowledge just as we're giving acknowledgement to what's going on we also have to acknowledge where we want to be we have yeah. to have a, a, a black agenda and the black agenda it should be for us to thrive for us to function and to for us to you know to to thrive in every area of our life if we're gonna be here on american soil i don't think that the every time we think about the black experience we think of the projects or we think of the hood we think of survival mode i think we can change that narrative i feel like we have to find ways to change this narrative in our minds just little things like that what we believe i was riding with um my or either i was talking to my dad or talking to my grandpa one of one of them and they were just basically saying just like this is a white neighborhood just because the houses were nice just because the houses were nice just little statements like that is already programming us to stay inferior so thinking that anything that is and it's not to say we have to like white people can't have nice things and black people need to have all the nice things. It's just white people can have nice things as well as black people can have nice things as well as Chinese, whomever, Hispanic, whatever culture you are, you can have nice things. But more importantly, when we ascribe black culture, we think of less, not culture, black, when you, yeah, in a sense, in a sense, when on a mass level, when you think of black, you, it's always the inferior 
term. And so that's just not the reality that we're projecting to create in our lives. On that or, note, it's like when I think about Black people, I think about our ability to turn negatives into positives, our ability to find the light in, you know, or the good in negative situations. So it's just like, for me, like I get what you're saying, but it's also just going back to the thing about the negative images. It's just like, I don't get those experiences from that. I always try to, and I don't know, maybe this is just me, or maybe just other me to try to get more people on board with this but it's just I always try to let the negative things fuel me to do positive or to fuel me to do better and not the opposite not letting feeding into the negativity or feeding into the negative images or what people think we should be or how we they should like act or do but actually doing the opposite so I don't know it's it's hard like I hear everything that y'all are saying but I just think that we do have the ability to do it and we have and like it's in our DNA we've done it and we are going to continue to do it yes I completely agree with you when you say that we have done it and we've always done it I don't think that there's anything wrong because one thing we do have to have is tough skin and so us saying that if we see something or it brings us down versus us having this mentality of you know, it's going to empower, empower me. Like, oh, you tell me I can't do it, then I'm going to show you I'm going to do it. Exactly. Kind of. And so I definitely, and I just think it's, we're all different. Some of us will have that, that, that fuel and some, and like in different seasons, that may be your energy. And then maybe in another season, your energy might be something completely different. So I don't think that, that, I don't think it's wrong or right, but I just think some people operate like that and then like you said others don't or maybe we do need to operate more like that so that we can you know push through certain mountains that are coming our way it's definitely just important to know yourself i know that seeing someone die does nothing but harm my mind my spirit mentally he just hearing it gives me the fuel to move on their behalf so you just have to know what you can take because honestly, like people are hurt and, and it, it, it's not saying like we're feeding into it is, but people are scared. Like people are being found hanged, you know, and you don't want to, you don't want to attract that. So that's what I'm, yeah. I'm saying. There's a very surreal, surreal bounce. And to be honest, people, the be- people, reason why people, why white mobs the kkk the police um some of the police the they run us off of fear and so there there are some sometimes these images are there to put in fear like don't do this or we gonna do something mm-hmm. that's why we have to be make an here. example out of you exactly that's what they've done that's why they did lynchings that's why they've done all these horrific things and so just knowing that that they're trying to bring our vibrations down it, it, it's just that's why that's why i said at the beginning it's very important to know spirituality and also know what's really going on in the world as well because they both we need both to yes but if you get caught up in fear and worry and the negativity that that's what i'm trying to prevent more than anything because i know vibrating higher brings better better change and i don't know if i'm explaining that correctly but 
it's just something about when you feel good, <laughs> your life is better. It really is. When you're thinking and positive, like when you think about things, it's better. And it's a real, it's just so important to have that, that balance um, to me. And just going back to like healing, you know, there's things that we can do to help us heal collectively. Like I said, one of them is meditating. Um, sound baths is like a stress reliever. If we're look like for listening to a sound bath and meditating at the same time, it's a meditation class that aims to guide you into a deep meditative state while you're involved in ambient sound. And so these benefits include healing your body and reducing stress and anxiety, impacts the human nervous system and decreases blood pressure, helps tune out your thoughts and tune into meditation, allow you to open up and reconnect with oneself, makes you more relaxed and balanced and focused. And while I'm trying to give you all tangible things, it's just because I just, these are things that are going to help you vibrate higher, but also heal within the inside because there's energy. You know, we see, we say energy is just like vibes and stuff like that, but there's energy that's coming through the earth and the ground. And Jasmine probably could speak more to that. Like there's magnetic energy that comes from the ground into our bodies. And so it's a really it's not just an invisible thing. It's a real thing. Absolutely. And just managing It's just that, unseen to the eyes. Exactly. And just managing that and just knowing how it contributes to your stress, you want to make sure you're, you're making sure it's good. And another thing that I read about was just like acupuncture um, that actually helps like the helps blockage of energy in your body. Um, and then just little things like stretching, but also they said something about relational therapy as well, talking to people like we're doing now so we could talk through the things that we're going through with people that are going through it as well. Um, and then I just made this one up, but like, <laughs> I think that is very important. When they said relational therapy, it, they were saying like, it's a one-on-one -on -one thing with a therapist that, you know, has experience in the things that you've been through. But I also believe that it's very important for people who did grow up in the same background to talk about it, uh, their experience, because they can relate to one another. If they have a common goal for them to thrive, it's more easier for them to understand like, Hey, like, wow, you think like me. And so I just think there's just a lot of healing that is going to have to come during the revolution to keep the revolution going because we have to be filled up like our souls have to be filled up our cup has to be filled up so we can have the strength to keep calling to keep marching to keep making radical change to keep starting these businesses to keep having black love and being intentional um i think that's what i'm really trying to say is we need to heal while the revolution is going on the rebel the healing is revolutionary do i have any ways that y'all heal Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one that you mentioned was definitely the sound bowl. That one, the Tibetan, the, I think it's Tibetan sound bowl. That one is very, very healing because of the vibrations that flows through the body. Um, and definitely sound vibrations such as 432 megahertz, that um, binarial beats and things like that, because it literally heals you from an internal level. And as a nation of people, we can definitely use internal healing. As Tiffany, you mentioned earlier, how the um, trauma is passed through the DNA. And if our ancestors have 
endured so much trauma, trauma, it don't just stop with them. Their children that could have carried on some of that trauma, maybe they healed some, but then they passed it to their children and they could have carried some, but maybe not all. And then they they pass it and so forth and so on. So even if you feel like um you you may be healed on a on an ancestry level we have healing to do as a nation as a as a for generations of of of, um, of trauma that we may not even be sure as to how certain generational things keep reappearing into our lives so definitely those those healing from an internal level from vibratory beats such as like you were saying the sound bath um prayer meditation is something and i have been slacking but i need to get back on this but it's something about that quiet time that quiet time when you set it out and i'm saying i'm telling y'all this so i can hold myself accountable too but like that quiet time that you spend with god answers and things can just be revealed i mean revealed to you directions you need to go business moves you need to make um actions you need to take just sit like you praying for financial prosperity you praying for a, a man a, a woman or whatever whoever you're praying for that wife that husband and you really can when you sit in the quiet time the universe will pour the, the answers and the solution most times we, we think we pray like we, me and jarvis we was just um just laughing about this the other day because we were like we've been praying for financial freedom and financial security and like we had it all wrong at first we thought we were just gonna look in our bank account and it was gonna be you know an extra twenty thousand dollars in there one day but what we realized is that god has sent us different avenues and different things that we're using and tools and vessels and businesses that we're starting to lead us to reach our financial number but yeah we have been definitely like very intentional about the things that when we pray for it when we see it sometimes we miss miss it because and we miss it at first for quite some time because we think it's gonna come a certain type of way like like it's just gonna come on a platter already ready but most times it comes with all the tools all the ingredients and you got to put them ingredients together so that they can give you that thing that you've been praying for spending time with family it's been because just that's one of those things that i just enjoy doing it's like that fellowship and right now it's just been my immediate family because you know i can't go and see everybody because of the corona but just even calling them more often facetiming them and uh, just checking in on, on family, just hearing their voices, seeing how they're doing. That's one of the things. Um, self-care. Self-care, whether that's, you know, hair, nails, feet, um, just skin care, whatever that may look like to me. Like, just giving myself time to just relax and do some, some self-care. And sage, always just using my uh, sage stick as often as possible to just if I, especially right now, my sage be burnt because like all this negative energy that's just been floating around, just when I'm feeling like a ray of, of sadness just projected on me because I've seen a video just watching my, my brother or sister, like just whatever, just not whatever, because it's, it's very, very painful. But like, I really feel this energy and like, I really just feel I think because I'm an empath or what, I just 
start crying and I just get really sad when I see like these videos and I know like on a mass level we're just taught oh just suck it up or just you know like we're like get over it real quick I can't wait I hear people ain't like I can't wait till all this Black Lives Matter stuff passes over but it ain't gonna pass over I have to acknowledge you and let you know because this is people's lives this is a, a breathing human being and so like when that type of energy just project projects itself on me i have to like you know sage to get that negative energy out of my space out of my being out of me like out of my mind because i really feel it i really do and i feel it and um so those are some of the things i do of course the list goes on but yeah it, it's just a lot <laughs> No, I agree. I do all the same things. I definitely, like I said, try to find different ways to release that energy, that um, negative or pent up or that tension, whether it's, you know, writing, um, talking to people, um, working out, going outside and just going for a walk, listening to music, dancing, you know, whatever it is. I try to find different ways, um, bike riding, whatever to just release that negative energy and to um, just be free, feel free. But um, also I do want to just reiterate, just like Kendrick Lamar said, this royalty and loyalty inside our DNA, there's resilience in our DNA. And I'm just so grateful that I've been around, you know, some strong black men and women in my family. But even if you haven't seen it, you know, there is resilience in our DNA. So it's just like, we, we are built to overcome. We are built to last. We are built to, st to stand strong. You know what I'm saying? I had a great grandmother who lived to her uh, late 80s. You know, they said she had a, um, a pig aorta and that was only supposed to last a few years, but she outlived it several, several years. You know, a mother, you know, being raised by a single mother, and yes, you know, she ended up getting married again, but still that independent, that strong black mother, you know, just different, different situations and circumstances with the, you know, with the relatives of my family, just seeing how they've overcome everything. Yes, they've been knocked down. Yes, they've been hurt. They've been scared. They've been in fear. But that resilience, y'all, it's there. It's in us. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, even if you're not able to see it firsthand, is there is it like you got to put some respect on our ancestors names like if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be here we wouldn't <laughs> we really wouldn't <laughs> that's a word yes thank you and i love i love how you 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 pay homage to the people that are closest to you because oftentimes we for, we, we think of ancestors we think hundreds and hundreds of years ago but our ancestors are right here, right around us, giving us these real life examples, overcoming these real life things, these real life challenges, showing us firsthand. Like now, George Floyd, as, not, as early as it was in early time, he is now our ancestor. Sandra Bland is now our ancestor. Breonna Taylor is now our ancestor. Trayvon Martin, these are all our ancestors. And all we can do is build and grow from the foundation that they have left behind and the ones that are immediate and close to us. I think there's one more thing that I want to say, like in the healing space that I forgot to mention. It's just intimacy with the, your loved ones. And I think that's just a huge form of just, you know, we talked about talking and stuff like that. But one of the 
the exercises we did at Yoga Evolutions workshop is when we gaze into someone else's eyes and got on the same breath as them. And I just thought that was very beautiful. And I just think of intimacy. It's this healing. It's healing. It's, it's being one with one another. And I'm just thinking, like, when you're talking to someone, it's hard for me even just to look in their eyes or just, like, me and my mom were in the line at Taco Bell. Um, there was music that started playing, and we just started looking at each other. We was, like, dancing, like, yeah. And I was, like, wow, this is the perfect moment. And it's just very important for us to have intimate moments with other people like look at their eyes touch their face yes yes so what time is it y'all it's affirmation time it's affirmation time it's affirmation time y'all if this is your first time tuning in on the soul feeling podcast we always 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 end our podcast with a positive affirmation so what the heck is an affirmation an affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you transform your life for the not so good. You may have told yourself things like I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm broke, I'm over it, but instead affirm things in your life that are positive like I'm overcoming this situation, I'm getting better and better every day, God leads the way, whatever that may be. Even in the Bible it states, let the weak say I am strong. So on those days when you feel weak, you still have to speak it. You still have to say positive things over your life. So I'm affirming that it is a trillion of y'all, maybe a billion or a gazillion of y'all out there tuned in. And it's three of us. So we're going to go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmations. Who wants to go first? I am a revolution. We are unifying and prospering as a culture. Mm. I'm quote James Brown. I hey. say we won't quit. I say we won't quit moving until we get what we deserve. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Hey. Yes. Tiff, let them know where to find us. All right, guys. So Soul Feeling Podcast. We are literally on every platform you can listen to. We are on YouTube, we are on SoundCloud, we are on Google Play, we are on Apple Podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a five-star review and write something soulful and sweet so we can go up in the rankings. And follow us on social media. We are everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Soul Feeling Podcast, S-O-U-L space F-I-L-L-I-N-G podcast. And lastly, to help us thrive even more collectively, we're going to need yes. points. Go to our yes, that black dollar. That black dollar, <laughs> y'all. Need it. Um, that Or white dollar, whatever dollar you are, you know, spend with this, this beautiful black organization. We take all dollars. Yes. Oh, right. All yes. dollars, GDP. Take it all. Take it all. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, if, if we if we if you feel like we touched you and you want to support the cause and support who we are and believe what we believe and believe a positive life for not just black people but for all people, support us, y'all. We love y'all. And if this touched y'all, then spread some positivity with them. Even if you just share the episode and rate us, like Tiffany said, you'll still be making a positive change in the Soul Feeling Podcast. 
Yes. So head on to over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash soulfilling. And you could give something so a tithe of whatever your heart desires. Yes. We love you guys so much. Until next time, soulmates. We love y'all.